श्रीराघवम दशरथात्मजमे सीतापति चैप्टर सेवन पार्ट फाइव विश्वामित्र स्पोक जनका द मिशन ऑन विच दीज प्रिंसेस एक्पनीड मी फ्रॉम अयोध्या वॉज ओवर वेन द यज्ञ आई हैड रिसॉल्ड अपॉन वॉज एकम्प्लिश्ड without the least desecration rama and lakshmana pleaded for permission to return home meanwhile i received your invitation regarding the right that you decided upon so i asked the boys to accompany me to mithila rama pleaded that since his father had deputed him only for safeguarding the right at my ashram he was reluctant to proceed further and be away from his father longer than permitted But I spoke to them of many divine weapons you have objects that they are naturally eager to see and handle I described the Shiva bow which you have here and which deserves to be seen by them I told them the story of that bow then they agreed to accompany me here longing to see it they have no yearning to go around the city or visit interesting places bows arrows weapons that can guard the right and punish the wicked these claim first consideration for their attention janaka felt he had no need to hear more in that case i will make arrangements to have the bow brought to the yajna hall soon and instructed that the preceptor sadananda be consulted about an auspicious hour for it to be brought here meanwhile rama asked janaka maharaja If you can tell us how that divine bow came into your possession we can derive great joy Janaka gave the details with evident joy Darlings six generations after Nimi 
the great ancestor of my dynasty king devavrata ruled over this kingdom the gods placed this bow of lord shiva in trust in his palace it has been with us since then it's a weapon of the gods so i assert it is no ordinary bow it weighs some thousands of tons no one has held it in the erect position so far for who can lift that weight many times in the past i tried to discover who could bend the bow and use it or hold it for public gaze i invited people to try but i have yet to see one who could do it every king and prince who attempted the feat failed and returned humiliated they couldn't bend the bow or even move it even so slightly one day when i was turning the salt on the grounds where i had to salt to perform the yajna a vessel was revealed in the furrow when i removed and examined it i found in it a charming female child since the child came to us from the furrow we named her sita we brought her up as our own child one day when she was playing with her companions her toy rolled underneath the long box within which the bow was kept the more they tried to remove the ball with the help of various contrivances the farther it rolled under the box sita laughed at the discomfiture of her companions and the palace guards she pushed aside the box with her tender hand and recovered her toy to everyone's astonishment i heard about this through the queens who came to know of it from the wonderstruck group around her at the time that day i resolved to give sita in marriage to one who proves himself worthy to wed her by stringing that bow many a prince tried to lift and bend it in order to win her but all faced ignominious defeat they felt hurt and insulted they said i had purposely humiliated them in their resentment and despair they grouped their forces and fell upon mithila the siege lasted one full year all my armory was exhausted and i was concerned about the fate of the city i had no other recourse but austerity to win the grace of the gods the gods were pleased they blessed me with traditional reinforcements of infantry cavalry elephantry and chariotry during these campaigns of vindictiveness i was able to preserve the bow i guarded it like the apple of my eye its mysterious might is beyond description rama i won't deny you the fulfillment of your wish if you but agree the bow will be brought to the yajna enclosure i will also announce that anyone who dare lift and bend it can try to do so when janaka spoke so authoritatively rama and lakshmana looked at each other but did not reply for they were waiting for instructions from the master whom they had followed so far just then vishwamitra who knew the brother's skill and strength said that what janaka proposed could be done and that he need not apprehend any obstacle coming his way janaka also announced that he would give sita in marriage to whomsoever lifted the bow and stringed it for he had vowed that sita would be wedded only to such a one vishwamitra approved that procedure too janaka took leave of the sage and returned to the palace 
he set upon the task of taking the bow into the yajna hall a proclamation was issued to expose the bow to view and it was communicated to as many kings and princes as possible the eight wheeled vehicle containing the box with the bow was pulled and pushed into the enclosure by a large band of hefty heavyweights but they couldn't even move it a step more men of gigantic mould had to be called in to lend a hand dragging the heavy chains attached to the vehicle and pushing it from behind when at last the bow moved into the sacred enclosure the priests recited hymns of auspicious welcome day dawned the nine traditional musical instruments raised a pion of harmony that rose to the worlds of heaven auspiciousness of the day was declared through song and ritual Emperor Janaka entered the enclosure accompanied by a group of priests and with attendants carrying materials for the ceremonial worship of the divine bow Long before that moment the enclosure was filled with kings princes ministers courtiers sages and vedic scholars When Janaka came in the entire gathering stood up to honor the ruler of the realm Vedic pundits declaimed aloud hymns invoking the gods to shower grace their voices rose up to heaven in exclamatory unison others recited passages from the vedas ayapam pushpam veda pushpavan prajavahan pashoman bhavati chandramava apam pushpam All were so filled with expectancy that they looked on in wonder without even a wink. Janaka walked in reverence around the vehicle with the bow and offered floral homage to it while chants were recited to propitiate it. He bowed before the divine bow and spoke to the distinguished assembly. Prostrations to the sages. I welcome all who have come to this assembly. For many years my forefathers as well as many other monarchs have been as you all know worshiping this divine bow. Besides it is already well known that no one be he god or demon yaksha rakshasa garuda gandharva or kinnara has so far been able to lift the bow hold it and string it. All who attempted have turned back humiliated. In spite of this this day I have again resolved to bring the bow into the sacred enclosure whoever among you lifts this bow or lifting strings it or stringing it fixes an arrow onto it 
or even who can hold the weight of the bow in his hands can come forward and take this chance the bow is before you janaka bowed before the gathering with his palms folded and sat on the lion throne vishwamitra cast a glance with a smile at rama rama quickly approached the vehicle and lifted up the iron cover with his left arm with his right hand he raised the bow from its box with no concern or exertion holding the bow erect he looked around while amazement was on every face the thousands who witnessed the wonder citizens kings princes sages and elders raised such an applause that the sky echoed the exultation soon rama strung the magnificent bow with delightful ease he fixed an arrow he drew the string back up to the ear in order to release it but the bow snapped everyone was shocked into confusion and fear by the strange unexpected explosion many fainted some cried out in terror some fled in panic the sages uttered prayers to god why dilate further except for janaka vishwamitra rama and lakshmana everyone was plunged into inexplicable inconsolable dread janaka rose from his seat fell prostrate before vishwamitra and said master no one on earth can claim greater strength than rama such strength is not on the earth i will fulfill my word i will give sita in marriage to him who lifted bent and broke this bow vishwamitra replied janaka it would be good to send this news to emperor dasharatha and celebrate this auspicious event after he comes this is my desire rama is such a deeply dutiful son that he would not agree to the marriage until dasharatha gave his approval so janaka called the brahmins of the court to his presence along with some ministers he sent them on the journey to ayodhya as soon as day dawned they sped on in their chariots drawn by swift horses for 3 days and nights and reached ayodhya on the morning of the 4th day they halted the chariots right before the main entrance of the imperial palace so that there could be no delay in taking the news they had brought to the emperor when the guards asked their names and purpose the ministers asked them to announce their arrival to the emperor they informed dasharatha and the ministers were immediately called into the palace and the presence in spite of old age dasharatha was a divinely splendorous figure when the brahmins and ministers of mithila saw him on his throne when they stood before that bright venerable face they fell at his feet without any hesitation or reservation they stood up and said maharaja we are messengers from emperor janaka of mithila he commissioned us to enquire and learn from you about your welfare and the welfare of your realm 
we have been sent with the approval of sage vishwamitra and with the consent of the royal preceptor the great satananda by maharaja janaka to communicate to you an important message dasharatha's face was brightened by smiles his assurance was unshakable he was struck by the humility and good manners of the envoys from mithila he said o greatest among brahmins o ministers of the mithila court there is no deficiency in the administration of the kingdom of ayodhya no obstruction anywhere for rituals like the oblation to agni no diminution in the happiness of any of my subjects no obstacle from any quarter to the path of their moral and spiritual advance my subjects are prosperous they are progressing steadily towards the highest goal i am glad to tell you this i wish to know about janaka's health and welfare the emperor of mithila about the uninterrupted performance in his kingdom of the religious rites prescribed in the vedas you can communicate your message to me without any reservation i am eager to hear it when dasharatha granted permission so softly and sweetly the ministers signed to the brahmins to speak the chief priest rose from his seat and delivered the message great sovereign ruler our maharaja janaka has vowed that his daughter the goddess sita would be given in marriage only to heroic might no doubt you are aware of this and you might also know that many princes have tried to prove their prowess and were humiliated by divine will your two sons rama and lakshmana accompanied the sage vishwamitra eager to see the great yajna that our maharaja is celebrating and your eldest son rama won the goddess sita by means of his incomparable valor maharaja what shall i say how shall we describe it in full view of the distinguished gathering of sages kings and princes rama who has attained the highest pinnacle of valor lifted and held shiva's bow by its middle kept it erect and stringed it more than this he broke the indomitable sacred bow as if in play into two pieces since sita is to be given in marriage to him who lifts shiva's bow the sages who had assembled as well as our maharaja have decided to give her hand to rama we have been sent to request and receive your assent to offer your cordial welcome to invite you with the preceptor priests ministers courtiers kith and kin and attendants and followers to the city of mithila our maharaja desires to celebrate his daughter's marriage after receiving your presence we were sent by him to inform you of this the priests and ministers stood with folded hands reverentially awaiting dasharatha's reply but dasharatha thought it over with earnest care and sent for the sages vasishta vamadeva and others for consultations before speaking a word in reply he also invited the foremost among the brahmins of the court when they all arrived he asked the party from mithila to repeat their message When they had listened to the news Dasharatha wanted their comments but first he fell prostrate before sage Vasishta and prayed for his approval Vasishta Vamadeva and others responded with joyous exclamations 
जय जय देट हु आई स्पेंड फर्दर थॉट ऑन दिस मेक प्रेपरेशन टू गो टू मिथिला द मिनिस्टर्स जम्प्ड इन जॉय न्यूज ऑफ रामास वेडिंग स्प्रेड इन ए ट्राइस ऑल ओवर द सिटी एंड इन टू द इनर अपार्टमेंट ऑफ द पैलेस वेर द क्वींस वेर The citizens raised exclamations of "Jai, Jai!" in their exultation. Attendants and servants quickly made preparations for the journey. Jewels, silk brocades, and other gifts were packed in large quantities and varieties. Countless chariots were loaded with them. The emperor and the imperial escort, royal preceptor Vasishtha, the chief priests, and other Brahmins. and pandits ascended their chariot and took their seats it was as if ayodhya itself was moving to mithila to witness the marriage for all who longed to join dasharatha made suitable arrangements no one eager to go was left behind even the horses seemed to share the joy that filled the hearts of the inmates of the chariots for they trotted fast without slackening speed or showing signs of exhaustion two nights and two days they spent on the road and the third night they reached mithila End of chapter seven, part five, Sidearm. स्वभाव भक्तों के प्राण गुणशील भा 